0: On a deplorable bum I reside in the States But Scotland is where I'm from Sometimes I feel defeated But we will always stand tall Fighting with my family We the one, we go and talks of bread and wine and I our children through the world into the, into the with the people we need to stand firm and understand without liberty and freedom all we have is dirt and land holding the sword high, I'll stand firmly through the pain Never waste the gifts that the Lord has so given. If at the end of my life the decision you should make, I will be your servant and the warrior so whose soul you will take. You we may fall, holding the line. Yeah, me may all oh, though will be fine what the world will see the global crimes will fail and live wants to
1: good evening family how's everybody doing today now it's just the second day in january already so much craziness going on it's 10:32 here on the eastern time this is kilted christian episodes 514. i've called this one charity on to others so we're going to go over a little bit of news got a little guest coming up here in a second we'll just have to see who it is let's get started we are many nations around the world comprised of many cultures but we stand together in a battle between good and evil we're the seekers of wisdom the bringers of truth the hands of heaven And the voices of reason. As the world tries to divide us by our differences, we only grow stronger as we are bound together as the children of God. And it's great to see you. For those of you that I did not get a chance to say hello to, God bless you. Thank you for joining us tonight. Hello, Tammy. Great to see you, sister. And uh, guys, keep... uh, Our little red in prayer, she had a little bit of eye surgery today. She's looking pretty good. Well, not looking pretty good because her eyes are covered up. fortunately, she's got a good husband that can see for her. And I would be messing with her nonstop going, how many fingers am I holding up? How many fingers am I holding up? We just like to have some fun. But we do have a guest tonight, guys, for our Kilted Christian episode 514. Charity onto others. Who is that guest? I don't know. Let's see. Jeff, brother,
2: how are you doing? Above ground, man, still fighting the battle, still running the race. Everybody, I'm not looking at my phone because my eyes. So good evening to everyone. God bless you. I love you. Just know that I'm not in chat. so, But I'm here. Praise
1: God, I'm here. Praise God. You you, you always say I'm above ground, and that's always a great way to start any day. Yeah. Yeah, okay. it is. Well,
2: it depends on where you're going.
1: Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a very good point. <clears throat> that's a very good point. You know, I think one of the best I've heard was uh, I'm not staring
2: at the roots of daisies. That's right. Yeah, you could be pushing them up. That's not a good thing. Well, there again, that depends on where you're going. Well, we, uh, you know,
1: we, we always chat, man. and We we go back and forth with the craziness in this world. You know, a lot of the spiritual stuff that we come across, you know, relating to, you know, God and Christ and so forth. And so earlier, um, and I got to give credit for this one, too, because you sent me a song, but we'll, we'll kind of lead up to that. Um, I got an, a video that Matt and Hev sent me, and thank you very much for that. Matter of fact, um, Mary as well. I'm, I'm got halfway through that. I'm gonna be finishing that video up as well. But this this one, the short one that was sent to me by Matt and Hev, was about you know the mark of the beast, you know the six 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 and where it comes from and the Arabic connections, which we had discussed it before, how they relate to the Islamic religion and so forth. And they literally wear them on their arms and on their head. You've seen them on the little things that they have, um, but you caught something that was very interesting and you sent it to me immediately so when we watched this video um it was very informative um it was really really good matter of fact i'm going to post this on when i'm done up to KC, so you guys can watch it as well but you sent me a song and we have all we all know the song we all know the band we have literally all sang this song but how many of us were singing the wrong words of this song because we didn't really know what the words were so would you like to just kind of lead into the song that you sent me and, uh, and let's discuss that for a second.
2: Okay. Well, you know, we was looking at that thing. They kept talking about, um uh, the Islamic thing and I'm, I'm not against them. Yeah. You know, I hope they find Christ as well. Um, let me say it first and foremost. Um, but as a, as, as the video was going, it was talking about, um, uh, a certain thing that a word meant, um, it's kind of interesting because years ago I used to love this group and I used to love the song and and then God kind of laid on my heart to move away from it but in in the video it talks about and the song does too um balishma, okay, and so that's from an Arama, aramaic root arabic yeah. root so before before um, you even
1: move on, so say that word again Balishma does anybody know what song we're talking about already I, I'm curious to see if anybody caught it because I was literally thinking that that word was a totally different word i'm like jay woo i make up words as i'm singing a song so okay there we go so do and kitty both got it um the song is bohemian really? rhapsody um bob got it as well um that's right i was always thinking that that was something different i didn't realize it was Belishma. i don't matter of fact i think i probably said four or five different words every time i sing
2: right. it you know it's kind of funny too because if you listen to that song it makes you at the beginning of it, it makes you think that he's killed someone but actually, that song is about him committing suicide. Um, and the thing of it is, is it, it goes on. It talks about Belishma, um, uh, which leeshma, is to say yeah. praise, praise Allah, kind of. Um, or in, you can in, look it up.
1: in the name of God,
2: Allah. Right. Yeah. And and then it goes on. And and I'll just read one part. Then this is what triggered it. Because in that song, he, he's, and of course, he's singing it in a, an opera style at this point, which is ironic. You know, you go to Greek, you go to the opera um, with the Greeks worship gods and things like that. But, you know, it talks about mama Mia, mama Mia, let me go. And of course, before that it says, we will not let you go. Um, and then it goes on to say Beelzebub has the devil put aside for me. So when you start thinking about just exactly what was he trying to say in this song and what was he, you know, dealing in, in his life, um, because he, number one, he's talking before that. He's talking about Belishma. Then he starts talking about as as he died that the you know they will not let him go. By no means it just says it over and over. We will not let you go. Let me go. I will not let you go. And then it goes on to say Beelzebub has the devil put aside for me. Um, so I found it very interesting that all that was tied in kind of to what this guy was saying in that in that video as he was talking about the mark of the beast kind of thing. But it just goes to show you. Um, this stuff's been around for a very long time and, and they've hit it. And when we were younger, we were all riding around, you know, nothing against queen. I'm not bad mouthing them or anything. Hey, um, I don't listen to them anymore. That's whatever your convictions are, but it's kind of ironic when you think about that group and how they did and who Freddie became, and they actually named the song, the, the group queen, um, and they have a song that I, I really used to love the beat to it. And then I finally watched the the video one day and it kind of blew my mind. Um, I want to be free. You guys remember Pepsi. They had that commercial at the, they did a, uh, a little section out of that song in the Pepsi commercial. Um, I want to be free. Um, that song, if you go watch that video and I don't, I'm not saying you should. Um, they're all dressed up like women. Okay. So, and then it even goes into a little bit of the, greek god where they're eating grapes off of rocks and you know and things like that so the more you know let me just put it that way the more you know
1: it's you know we talked we discussed this a little bit on last night's show um we were referring mainly to the how they utilize the younger um entertainers to gain this huge child following and then they just bit by bit you know start changing their image and and all these kids follow them down that same path you know we, we referred to hannah montana aka miley cyrus we talked about taylor swift um Mm -hmm. little nas x um there was a big handful of the same game that they play and you you go back and it this isn't new um it's just becoming more obvious than it ever was because at least back in the day you know you had bands like okay so back in the day you know back in the day i mean like the 80s and then a little bit before that you know they were like (laughs) if you play that record backwards You know, you can hear Satan talking, you know, and the thing is, though, is that no, if you play that music forward, you can still hear the same message. Um, And I'm sure there may be something backwards as well, but it was the same thing with D and D and you remember that whole rage of like all this stuff is, you know, of the devil. Um, And it's been around that long. They've literally been trying to steer kids, um, you know, kind of down that wrong path. And uh, it's just become more obvious today because back in the day, there was just certain bands that we associated. You know like maybe ozzy osbourne you know ate the head off a bat that kind of stuff but today it's the more innocence you know like the taylor Swifts and so forth and you can literally see their progression um how they've gone just billy eilish is another great example where they start one way they get the kids on board with this pure innocent kind of music and i'm sure the jonas brothers i don't i don't know (laughs) they they probably did it in some form with them too um but they do that because they draw you in with the innocence and they capture the little kid's heart and the parents are like oh my kids are listening to such sweet music and then all of a sudden you know a couple of years later they begin the transition to go on full force into it to now where like taylor swift you can go watch any of her concerts and they've got like straight up uh, incantation and witchcraft ceremonies like right there on the stage and they call it art and entertainment um obviously to get away with it but it's it's way worse than that and you know our they do this because our eyes and our ears are literal portals um we absorb this stuff through vision through audible um and it it gets into our soul you know so you mm-hmm. know like you said um I'll never rag on anybody cuz there's a lot of music I'm honest with it I grew up listening to that I just can't listen to anymore because the moment that I am Boingo, probably the great example, is one of my favorite bands. Used to love those guys. Um, grew up listening to him. Just he's a brilliant musician. But we know what happens when the devil makes a contract is they end up with some pretty talented people, um, but right. not necessarily good for the soul. So I've had to literally drop a lot of the music that I grew up listening to just because where I used to, you know, get all hyped up and energized singing this stuff, now I get like a weird feeling. Yeah, you know, so I, I just convicted. don't. Yeah, exactly. So I just don't do it any longer. Um, there's still music that I listen to, you know, because not all music is bad, um, you know, but they once you have that relationship, I think that you start to to start seeing the ones that they were utilizing. And um, yeah, well,
2: you know, you touched on it pretty good there. It's uh, think about it this way. Music is very powerful. So when the Lord allowed Saul to have a, a devil to torment him. How did David calm Saul? He used his heart, right, or his instrument um, to calm Saul, which was pretty much actually keeping that that devil, or people would call him demons now, but was keeping that, that evil spirit at bay. So music is a very powerful thing, uh, whether it's Christian music, rock and roll, you know, uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, some of the greatest bands that I grew up listening to, I don't, I don't really listen to them. once in a while i might skim through it for just a few minutes you know just to have some memories or whatever and then i'm um, it's like instantly conviction comes on me and well i turn it off you know i was a big pink floyd top of the list leonard skinner mm-hmm. second on that list you know um and before i met christ it was actually a lot of the worst ones you know like motley Crue, ozzy osbourne black sabbath Um, quiet riot, stuff like that. you know. And I was headed down a deep, dark path, coming home every day and thinking about stabbing people's eyes out of their head and killing them and this and that and the other. So you're not going to sit and tell me that music does not have an influence. It does not have a power. And I'm not saying these guys were doing it intentionally. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying for me personally in my life, it, it was allowing and leading me down a dark road because of the power that is in that that touches your spirit, your soul yeah. kind of thing. And then, you know, praise God, you know, I, I accepted Jesus and, and that was pretty much gone just like my alcoholism was gone. Um, You know, I just basically just walking down the road through the bottle down and, and I've never had, I mean, I can drink a, a small, like a four ounces of wine now and I'm good. I mean, I, I don't desire it. You know, that's what I'm saying. The desire is not there. And that's what makes the difference because anything in excess, whether it's music, alcohol, water hamburgers steak whatever anything in excess according to god's word is is a sin well except okay. for god well except for god yeah that's, you can that's true you, you
1: can't overdose on that and if you do right. what a great way to go man i just oh, yeah, why did you die i od'd on
2: god <laughs> <laughs> you know but that was a very interesting video I, I would say people need to watch that because in my opinion and scholars have been forever trying to figure out what this mark is, and a lot of people speculate it's the chip, it's a barcode, it's, you know, and some people even speculated that it was what we just went through, you know. And I'm not going to say that word, but um, made everybody sick kind of thing. But this guy really does a good job on breaking this down and how he came about doing it, and I've got to agree with him um well to we, some to some extent i would agree with
1: we, we know it because it says that the the number is his name mm-hmm. um you know so basically it, the way that the the letters or numbers or whatever are written they're both numbers and letters so the letter right. the numbers lead up to 666 but if you break it down into the actual letters that those numbers mean i mean he actually brought the you know you know it, it basically says you know in the name of god allah Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, so and it also brought up another thing in there, too, is the Geomantria. I've never been, you know, I don't have a say in this whatsoever. I've always felt weird with it, like, you know, because to me, it reminds me of some of the the things that the witches used to do with numerology and whatever. And I'm not saying that that's bad. I I just don't want to mislead anybody and lead anybody down the wrong path saying this is a good thing. But he actually pointed out and he he actually compared Geomantria to witchcraft.
2: Right. Right. And a lot of that was kind of, if you do your research on it, it was not used for good. Let me say it that way. Um, that's the best way to put it, just to relieve the, the tense, the tenseness on it. You know, it wasn't used for what we could use it for. Let's say it that way, which is kind of, kind of ironic because that's a lot of things, but uh yeah i I stay away from that and i'm not knocking anybody you know i go by my convictions you should go by your convictions if you're into Jumatra, hey more power to you i don't i don't condone it but i'm not into it so
1: yeah i just don't use it like i said because i I don't have one way or the other and there's other ways you know like i said there's other things that i look at well before that um i'll listen to someone's theories on it but i've never gone in and typed any kind of thing up myself. Now. Real quick, before we move on, I want to say, you know, I think it was DJ Shaw that said that she knew a drummer. If I'm, if I had the wrong person, I apologize. That, you know, somebody that just got signed on and they can't even have their picture taken anymore. Like, you're literally owned. Um okay. And then Mary brings up in that video that she sent me, and I got right into this part. Um, you know, in the movie that we talked about, Leave the World Behind, there was a, a loud noise of frequency and, and it basically put people to their knees. You know what I'm saying? Like, and in music, um, as well as 5G, and all this other stuff, they use frequencies in order to, um, mess with people, you know, uh, 808 drops, a lot of the stuff that you find in dubsteps, probably the easiest way to do it, but music has been utilizing this stuff for a long time. Um, and, uh, so you've got, um, I'm trying to think of some examples. So you've, you've got the diminished triad, the seventh major. So the seventh major scale is basically what Christian music or, or, uh, marching band music you know what i'm saying more upbeat inspirational kind of stuff you've got the diminished triad which goes back to beethoven and further and a lot of metal bands use it and it's a way of playing notes together that it it kind of creates its own little frequency and so forth so it, it kind of um it messes with you on a subconscious scale to where you don't realize it, it it's very it's it's much like um subliminal messages in a way, except to me, subliminal messages are obvious I, as an editor. Maybe it's just obvious to me because right. I can tell we call them slugs. Um, you know, if there's like I can watch a, a something If there's one frame because there's 30 frames per second, that would be video. That's what we normally see. Movies are 24 frames. Um, sports are 60 frames per second. So let's go with the 30 frames a second. Um, I can tell if there's one frame that doesn't match up in that 30 seconds. We call it a slug because it's it's a frame that doesn't necessarily belong where it is but that's how they do subliminal is by taking one frame out of 30 frames which make one second of actual footage um to me it's noticeable the low frequencies and stuff are a little bit um less noticeable you know because we're being affected by that microwaves and so forth and you don't even you don't even realize it
2: yeah no you're, you're absolutely right you know I, there for a long time that's i was kind of leaning towards that so it was really going on with me. Um, I'm still not saying that it's not a little bit to go on to it, you know, but you touched on that. You can also throw v, V2K in there, you know, which they, they dub the voice of God. Yeah. Uh, where People actually believe that they're actually hearing things. So there's a lot of technology out there, folks. And all we can do is prepare ourselves for it and, you know, have that knowledge of what's, what's around us, what's going on. And of course they're trying to hide a lot of that stuff now. And, you you know, it's it's a it's it kind of like eating. You know, there's there's really no way to get away from the pollutants that are in our foods and stuff anymore. All you can do is try to make a healthier choice, maybe grow your own vegetables. But it's a lot like that, you know. So, so you do what you can do
1: exactly. And as far as frequencies, watch your dogs and cats; they'll get it. And yep, what what a true. shame too, Devo, Man to Van Halen. You know what I'm saying? There's so many people that we listen to and it's like, now you go back and you question everything that we listen to. It's like,
2: wait a minute or movies that we've seen. And we weren't even aware of it. That's, that's the thing, you know, back then they tried to hide it more than they do now. That's, that's the big thing to me. Um, Because when you, when you look at the dark side, they, it's kind of like we have this, this saying that we say, you know, symbolism will be their downfall. Well, they have to throw it out there. That's, Part of their thing, just like with what we believe in Christianity, we look at as our mission to spread the gospel, to talk to people about God, to talk to people about Jesus. You know, you know, you need to accept the blood of Christ, you know, for salvation and things of that nature. Well, they do the same thing, folks. And there's a whole lot bigger world than just within your community, you know, and that's that's what you got to do. You got to look outside of the box and you got to see an entire picture not just what's going on in your little realm. And these people, they're back before where, you know, like Led Zeppelin, you know, Stairway to Heaven, you play it backwards and and it's got subliminal messages and stuff. Um, they used to kind of hide it. Now, not so much. Well, what does that tell you? You know, you say, well, why would they hide it then and not now? Well, because they have no need to hide it now because they're proud of who they are. Well,
1: not. And, and the thing is, though, is they don't play. They've got the set of rules they have to follow, you know, like the rules that God set because remember, you know, God allows things to happen on this earth. Nothing happens without God's knowledge, you know, right. but they don't play by the rules that we play by. So, for instance, and, you know, Power, I'm going to use this analogy real quick. So um, by their standards, um, if you're listening to music or you're, you know, paying to watch a movie to them, that is you giving them the thumbs up and saying it's OK with what you're doing in reality what would happen if that same thing was to be with the guy and a girl that were hooking up and the guy asked the girl and she doesn't say anything so he proceeds we call that rape or violation you know what i'm saying and she doesn't need to say yes or no yeah. you, or, you know they, but so they don't play by the same rules like we would go, you'd go to prison if you accepted a non answer as a yes
2: um, that's right. I call it knee to the groin.
1: Yeah, exactly. But in their world, they, you know, a yes, or, a, you know, being accepted is like, okay, well, you guys know where your tax money is going. You know, it's going to fund child trafficking and so forth. Um, so the fact that you're still paying your taxes, even though you're afraid to go to prison, you're giving us the okay with what we're doing. So they
2: they play by these weird rules. And you're absolutely right. You know, and that's, that's within a lot of things. And what we need is we need everybody to armor up and, you know, it's like I told somebody the other day, and, and this is how I've looked at myself since I since this has happened to me. Um, and I think it was Angie I was talking to today about it, you know, and we, we had a pretty good conversation and talking about, do you want to sit in the corner? with your lips stuck out and just not do anything or are you just going to get up and press forward every day? Um, and, and that's kind of how you got to do things. You you can't, we can't just sit back and, and say, well, who am I? No, we need to, I, you need to make a choice. Okay. And I I can't I can't state this anymore in the time and frame that we are in today, right now, as we said here. You need to make a choice. Are you gonna stand for God or are you just gonna keep going like the rest of the world's going? Because we're gonna stand accountable. We're not you know, if you're a born-again child of God, you're not going to hell. There's nothing that can do that. Okay. But I will tell you this, each and every one of us, from the day we got saved, born again, whatever you wanna call it, you're gonna do some answering. It's in there, it's in the scripture, okay. I don't want to have to answer for no more. I've made my decision to move forward for God, you know, whether I live or whether I die, it is what it is. Um, Either way, I'm a winner. Yeah, you know,
1: no lukewarm, like Matt had said, don't straddle the fence. Um, You know, uh, one of those says we can be deceived, expect it, and and deception is here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and God understands that's one of the reasons that, you know, remember one of the final things that Christ said on that cross was, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. You know That's what I'm saying? Right. He understands the deception on every corner. There was a reason. It wasn't like one day God woke up and was like, you know what, man, I'm going to have to send my son down to die for everyone's sins. He, he knew what was happening on this earth. His son came down here, or God in the flesh, and saw it firsthand himself. He was like, everywhere you go, there's deception, Pharisees, Sadducees. Everyone's trying to come up with their own games, following Satan. You know, people can't go around the corner. It was worse back then because, like I said, who could afford a Bible? You know, you or I couldn't have afforded a Bible back then. We'd have to go right. to a church. Um, but, you know, that that was the thing is that when God, when Christ died on that cross, he also said, or they also said that the uh, veil was torn between the temples. That gave us our personal thing. We no longer needed to go to a preacher and be like, hey, listen, I'm having problems in my life. Would you pray to God for me? That's God, right. God was like, that's no, you can get on your on. knees in your yeah. bathroom, in your car. Well, probably not in your car. You shouldn't be driving and praying on your knees. Um <laughs> Driving and praying is okay. But nonetheless, God gave us his personal number and said, you don't need an
2: intervention anymore. You don't need a mediator to speak. That's right. Because Christ is your mediator, period. You know, he is our, he's up there right now making intercession for us um, to the Father. And and that's such a great thing. You know, you were talking about deception and something come to me. You know, the Bible actually talks about the age of deception. Notice I didn't just say deception. I said the age of deception. Yeah. There's a huge difference, and, and and I can tell you that because does not it say, lest the days be shortened, that even the very elect might be deceived. Yes. Right? So, like you said, yeah, God knows everything. There's nothing that happens under, under him that he's not aware of um, by no means. And he knew the day was coming, and praise God that, you know, Jesus raised his hand and pretty much says, I'll go. I'll go do this.
1: Can, can you expand on the very elect? Um, I've always taken the, the elect as being like the ones who run things down here. You know, our, our congressmen, our senators, our presidents,
2: and so forth. It's a um, little different in, in the biblical aspect of, of what that's talking about is talking. So if you're a born-again child of God, you're technically one of the elect, okay? But especially, especially refers to the apostles, okay, okay? So and the prophets. Your
1: pre- your preachers, your prophets, your fathers, your your pastors— mm-hmm
2: right you're what we would say is you're more higher rank and I and I don't like to use it because we're all equal but you know you you've got different things you've got your prophets you've got your apostles you've got your pastors, you've got your teachers um but technically we are the very elect you have to remember that we we the Bible says this that we the saints of God will judge the angels okay so technically we are. In God's eyes, if you're born again, you've accepted the blood of Jesus Christ, you're believing in that, and you're born again, you're above the angels. If you didn't know that, well, now you do. And that's probably Um, one of the reasons that Satan and his group came down here hating us so much. Well, that's the ones that we'll be judging, you know, um, just like the the 24 elders will be there when we have to give an account kind of thing. And then, of course, the apostles are going to be in that, and the the prophets will be a part of that as well. Um, But... It's, you know, I look at that as a good thing. Let me just say it that way. You know, if if I'm considered as, as foul a person as I am and I don't I don't deserve heaven, by no means, I don't deserve forgiveness when you look at the law. Okay. But praise God, I'm not under the law. Period. And you know, you have to believe in New Testament to believe that. I understand that, but I'm not under the law. You know, it's it's been written too many times throughout the New Testament. We are no longer because of Jesus Christ. We are no longer under the law. That doesn't give us a right to go out here and sin. By no means, as Paul said, God forbid. Um, but praise God that I'm I'm not under that. You know, it just makes a bigger difference. And now that I can feel good about myself, even though I make mistakes, I know that I can be forgiven because my God is not a liar. He's a righteous God. Okay. I can go to him. He said, "If I come to him and then I ask for forgiveness and I confess my sins, then he would—he is just to forgive me. It's that simple, folks. And that's why I said a while ago, we—we we got to get away from this point of I'm somewhere in the middle. You're—you're you're either going to put your feet going forward for God, or you're going to stay where you're at and never do anything. And it's kind of like me when all this happened to me. I could have laid on the couch and decided not to do anything, and therefore, while I really couldn't do anything, but I just. You know, I, I can't do what I was doing right now, but I'm making an effort just like being here tonight. I'm sitting here and my head's all jacked up now, but it's okay because I'm I'm here. I'm putting my foot forward for God. Mm-hmm. This is all for him. This is not for me to sit on here and jaw. It's not to be here, be a part of the kilted Christian. This is all for God because I want people to understand time is running out, folks, and I can't mm-hmm. stress that enough. And I know I'm getting a little off topic, but I feel led to say this. It's running out. And I'm not one of these people that tries to put a date or a time on Jesus coming back. I'm just not going to do that because there's no way of knowing that. But what I would say is in my spirit, I can feel time is running out. There's too many prophecies being fulfilled. 190 earthquakes happened in Japan within 48 hours. In the last days, there will be earthquakes in diverse places, meaning many. Okay, People can think what they want to, but I'm just telling you, your time's running out. And if you're playing Russian roulette, you, you need to accept Jesus Christ, and you need to have faith, and you need to trust in the finished work of His blood, period. Mm-hmm. You can't get there doing it yourself as far as works. You have to trust in the, that what Jesus did, ate it all. You accept that. Nothing can take you from that. And I hope that there's someone out there who hasn't done that, that you will do that. My prayer is that salvation will come to everyone or anyone who is lost um, because time is running out. I can't stress that enough. Too much prophecy. Me and Duncan talk about this all the time. We send each other stuff all the time. Too much prophecy. And just like now, he's t- you're talking about a man who's, a video is coming out who's telling you what he believes the mark could be. Well, if he's right, then the mark is kind of already here. It's just got to come into the realm of everyone being under the mark. And right now, not everyone is under that mark. Exactly. So,
1: that would be the, the, the new world order new world re- one world religion and all that stuff coming coming into fruition and, which and all that's taking place too yeah we're we're watching we're You've watching got yeah
2: yeah they're they're trying to bring all like three religions together. you know um they're trying to bring Christianity and Islam um and then you know the Jewish religion they're trying to merge all three of those into um I think it's called the Abrahamic uh, religion, kind of thing, is what they're trying to name it. And it's just all about the blood of Jesus, folks. I can't stress that enough. It took me, you know, years until I got saved. It took me years to understand that. And it's all about the finished. When Jesus said it's finished on that cross, he wasn't talking about my pain's done. I did what you said to do, Father. No, he was saying, and I'm, and I can't stress this enough, he was saying, it is done there's no need for the priest i'm the high priest there's no need Mm -hmm. for the sacrificial lamb i am the sacrificial lamb i have died for everyone's sins it is finished and his father looked down on that and accepted that okay that's why he came here so you got to trust in the blood you got to trust in jesus the only part that you play in it is the confessing of your mouth and believing in your heart part and you've got to trust the blood nothing else is going to do it there's not a miracle me and Duncan talk about this all the time there's no magic prayer out there uh, and I'm not saying you can't pray a prayer that maybe Billy Graham says to pray or or Charles Stanley whoever or even me or anybody else I'm that's not, not what I'm saying but what I am saying is when conviction comes to you please don't hesitate please don't be ashamed please don't be embarrassed if you cry you break down you get on your knees you shout for joy whatever it is don't don't worry about that Jesus said if you're ashamed of me I will be ashamed of you OK, don't worry about that. Accept Jesus Christ into your heart. I can't stress that enough. Yeah, because we are, you know, regardless of when the time is, you,
1: you said it. No one knows the time. Jesus doesn't even know the time. But there's we, we do know one thing is there's no better time than right now, you know, to That's find right. that salvation, you know. And like I said, is um, I love doing this show. I love um, all the people that join us every single night. You know, it's a f- phenomenal to be with this family. Same thing with the people that listen later. But, you know, ultimately, what is the goal? The goal was to reach, you know, to have a conversation with each other, but to reach that one person that may just happen upon one of these shows or something like that, which is why we have to make every show, even if we're going over news a lot, to bring it into the scripture. That's why you end it with prayers, and, and, and I try to incorporate with the news that's happening today with, with what scripture talks about, just to kind of bring that parallel, that juxtaposition. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, that gives
2: people a better understanding of really how prophecy is fulfilling, to be honest.
1: Yeah. You know, cause will we'll get about a hundred people live, um, on, on any given night, roughly. Um, but like I said, if there was 10 people here every night, I'd still be doing the show. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It, it's it, cause we've got a lot, we got a big, big job to do. And, uh, we're just simple people trying to make that effort. Um, you know, but we're running out of time. So that's the very least is, you know, you ask like, what would God want you to do? Well, he, the very least he would want you to help other people. Um, Talk about him, or just like you know, parents who are excited about their kids talking about their kids all the time. God is that to us, you know what I'm saying? So it's it's kind of a fun and exciting thing to talk about Christ and God because yeah, you know he he's he's our Papa Papa's.
2: There's there's nothing I'd rather talk about than than the Bible. You talk about my Lord and Savior and my King Jesus Christ. There's nothing more than Duncan knows this better than anybody. I mean I'll I'll ramble on, but yeah, I mean that's a great thing, you know. And the thing of it is too is like I was talking to someone and. And I'm not gonna call no names. They they were having a little bit of problems with a um, a certain book of the Bible, and they kind of pronounced it wrong. You uh, know, the other day when I was talking to them, and then today, lo and behold, they caught themselves and corrected themselves in the the right way to say it. And you know, it just gives proof that if you're if you're in the Word and you're reading the Word, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get there. Okay, you're gonna understand it better. And you're gonna learn these names, and I can't pronounce half the names when it comes to all of the gospel. <laughs> you ever watch this show? <laughs> <Yeah>. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's uh, like the book but, of job, man. It's the greatest one yeah. ever. <laughs> it, it's not about that. You know, honestly, it's a it's a journey and it's about your relationship. You know, the Lord doesn't care if you get the word Abraham wrong or or what have you. I'm just using that as an example. What matters is are you spending quality time with the Lord? You know, people sometimes look at me like I'm I'm whatever. Um, but I'm just like everybody else. I fall short every day. I have to push myself to be better. I have to pray to God to help me. I have to ask the Holy spirit to lead me, you know, and things like that. The difference is, is okay. I've been reading the Bible for 30 plus years. You take a younger Christian who's only been reading it for a year. Obviously I'm going to know more than that person unless they've just been wholly anointed. And the thing is though, is it, God knows.
1: God knows if you accidentally say, like Punky says, the book of palms, um, he, he knows what you're talking about, you know, because we've had a discussion, you know, Good old taco
2: girl. Palms. Yeah,
1: you got to love her, man. The flamethrowing taco girl.
2: <laughs> I know, right? I'm um, But
1: But um, that's the thing, though, is that we've had discussion before. It's like, no, his name is Yahshua. No, his name is Yahweh. No, his name is Jesus. You know, that little weird argument. And it's like, look, yeah. I'm a human being. If anyone is going to be upset with somebody calling you by the wrong name, it would be a human, you know? So if someone accidentally called me, Jeff, am I going to get upset? I probably won't even correct them. I'll probably just keep on going knowing that they were talking to me. They just called me the wrong name. So what imagine that the King of Kings is no different. He's not going to be like, how dare you call me Jesus? My name is Yahshua. You know what I'm saying? Like he knows who you're talking about because you're praying. Remember, once again, you're praying from the heart.
2: If, if you're his child, I'll promise you he knows. He knows. Yeah, Absolutely, that, he knows. They, yeah. like and I that's said, great. It's like we were talking. It's funny if you said that. I'm going to bring this one up because you like it when I say this Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. <laughs> you you know? My butch-
1: so, I butchered that in my, my, my <laughs> walk with Daniel video, and he was like, uh, You might want to redo that. Let me explain to you how they're pronounced
2: until he calls me up. (laughs) I don't even remember that, but if you say so. Okay. But, uh, you know, but come on folks, we got, we got to get past the little things. We, We we've got to get on fire for Jesus. Okay. We got, we got to get our boots on the ground. We we've got to quit worrying about all this piddly crap for lack of better words. And we need to get on fire and, and tell people about Jesus. And and if you get some things kind of wrong, maybe pronounce a word wrong or something. Don't beat yourself up on it. No, don't just just go somewhere and, and, you know, I don't don't like Google, but Google the word and find out how to pronounce it. I, you know, and the thing is, is
1: I make mistakes all the time here. Um, people politely correct me. And and I'm thankful for that because I'm by no means, and I'll admit it myself. First and foremost, I'm no biblical scholar. I'm a guy on his journey. I'm learning, um, right along with all of you. Um, You know, so I make mistakes, and do I get upset when I'm corrected? Absolutely not, because like you
2: said, I'll remember it next time. You know, that's right. You know, and I see so many people now, and and I just want to say this. And I know we're, man, we're chasing, we're not chasing squirrels right now, we're chasing foxes. But anyhow, we got way (laughs) off topic, but praise God, we're going where he's leading. But, you know, um, it does my heart good, guys. All, All you people out there who are, You've, you're making a choice, and you're trying to do better. You you want to be pleasing to the Lord. You're you're getting more into the Word. You're you're helping people with fundraisers, and we'll talk a little bit about that before the end of the show too. Um, whatever whatever your mission is, my, the bottom line is this: there's no mission too great or too small that if you're doing it according to the Lord's will, that He's not pleased with you. What what more could you ask? than that that god the creator of the universe the the almighty is looking down with a smile on his face saying well done thy good and faithful servant how how much greater is that you know it's not about being you know the greatest preacher in the world it's not about being the richest person that donates money to this cause or that cause what it's about is your Obedience. Go back and, and go all the way back to the very beginning of the Bible. Go all the way through the New Testament, all the way to Revelation, and you will find out that two things that are a big factor, number one is faith, and number two is obedience. Yeah. Period.
1: Exactly. And you're, you're right. You know, John John says, like, onomatopoeia. It's <laughs> one of those words that you you get wrong every now and then. Onomatopoeia. <laughs> Um, yeah, I,
2: can, I don't know. I'm not going there.
1: I got to say, too, uh, Matt and Head talks about uh, hip-hop-a-rock or hip hop a I used to call Stacey Abrams hip hop a rock until I started feeling bad that I was calling her name, so I don't call her that any longer. Um, <laughs> but uh, so we were discussing right before the show. Um, guys, it's, it's it's been said, I guess Jesus isn't the only way to be saved, uh, according to our pope. I'm going to go ahead and start off with that. According to our pope— um, Jews are saved even without believing in Christ. That's what the Vatican claims. Thank you, Pope. Man, what what a what a wonderful guy. Speaking of the elected being misled, but I don't even think he was a deceived elected. I think he was picked to be a deceiver elected.
2: Yeah, you know, and I could argument You know, I don't know what Bible he's reading, but it's definitely not my Bible because if you go in there and you read in Revelation and you start reading about the Great White Throne Judgment, where the the Jewish people come and sit down at the the supper table, but they ended up up being cast away because they're workers of iniquity. Yeah. uh, Because they did not accept Jesus. Now, I understand the point of argumentative on that because they are, you know, the real Jews. They are the bloodline of Abraham, and there is a covenant there. But they must also understand this, that when Jesus came the the rules kind of changed. Now they have to accept him. You know, so there's, there's a fine line there and I don't argue it with anybody, but all I will tell you is, is that the the only way to heaven now is to accept Jesus Christ. And I don't care what, what blood you are. That's my opinion from my understanding of scripture. Um, And again, I won't argue that with anyone, but it's just, uh, I'd have to say he's wrong on that. My brother, I'm going to have to say that you are right about him being wrong. Um,
1: you know, we, we know that, that our savior is the only way to get into heaven. I'm so now I'm like riding down the road where we went to, went to the store today to go get, um, you know, Nathan's truck picked up. We're riding back home and mom goes, Oh look, a red heifer. And, and I took everything in me to ride by and not like drive over there and
2: inspect this thing for spots and, <laughs> and imperfections. Well, they've already got those, so it wouldn't matter if you did. You know, they've got theirs they're ready to build the third temple. By the way, For you know, I'm not going to get off on that, but yeah, again, I can't, I can't stress enough. But, you know, we're we're there. I mean, it's, it's just a few more things technically. Well, actually, a lot of things have got to happen, but just a few more things, and the way they're happening, I, I don't know. I don't know, folks. Maybe maybe another thousand years. I highly yeah. doubt it. I I expect something. I'll be honest with you. I'm just going to I'm just gonna throw it out there. I expect a rapture to happen before 2030. And I know there's a lot of people that go, oh boy, here we go with that rapture word again. That's not even in the Bible. Would you know the word demon is not in the Bible? Yep. How about that? Now, a lot of people don't know that, but we call them demons, don't we? Well, if it's not in the Bible, why are you calling them demons? It's not in the Bible. If you don't believe me, go look it up, Yeah. do a word search on demon in the King James version. You won't find it. It referred to as devils. Yeah, exactly.
1: You know, it it does talk about Punky says, you know, harpazo. Um Harpazo. Yeah, yep. which is definitely in there. Like I said, you just gotta look up those different words. So it so, translates
2: where Paul said called up yeah, and those are called up. Right. Exactly. That's what translates from the word harpazo. Did, did you say Paul? Paul. That's right. Dude that just one of the
1: weird um recent um I guess the new name calling is like you're a Paulesian. Uh,
2: a Napolly. You're a you're a Paulian.
1: Yeah. It's like what? What?
2: what? <laughs> yeah, I literally. You know, there's a lot of people that argue that Paul's Paul's scripture shouldn't even be in our Bible.
1: You I know like that? Paul's scripture. Mean, there's,
2: there's a lot of there's a lot of churches now that are really cutting down on that. They they don't believe in in Paul's you know they shouldn't even be in there kind of thing. And I'm like, dude, what? Where are you from?
1: Paul may be one of the most talked about apostles on this show. Yeah. Because so isn't
2: it, isn't it ironic that, you know, Paul actually, in, you know, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4, which is the gospel, you know, people, he he put it blatantly out there that, you know, there's only one way to heaven through Jesus Christ, you know, the death, burial, and resurrection. And they want to remove him from the Bible. Isn't that ironic? Yeah. Yeah. See, more gameplay. Yeah.
1: And I, like I said, I love, I love all the stories it's not you know you know the, the the writings scripture itself but i really love paul's life you know what i'm saying because he's a great example that we always use as the praying for our enemies because you don't know once god makes his move he can end up turning the worst person ever into the greatest warrior we've got and and paul Absolutely. himself literally once he gained his sight and i mean that metaphorically and literally um yes. he ended up going further than any of the disciples who's literally hung out with Jesus, the you know Jesus's life, learning from him, and then ended up having more churches built than all the rest of them. So he he didn't just wake up; he woke up and set himself out on a mission. You know, Paul called himself a
2: prisoner of Christ. Yeah, you know, and that's kind of how he looked at his life, and he didn't mean that in a bad way. He was excited and glad about that, um, and that's I think that's how we all should be. We we should have that that mentality that we want to be a prisoner of Christ. And, and that's not to say in a negative way. What that pretty much means is I am totally committed and totally submitted to Christ and yes, his cause. Exactly.
1: You know, um, True Patriot asking, we, we talked about this before, says, you know, what's Jeff's view on uh, reading the Apocrypha? And it's one of those things is, you know, Jeff doesn't say don't read it. He says the same thing every time. Same thing about Enoch is that, you know, before you go venturing into any books that aren't in Scripture, have a wonderful foundation in scripture. Cause the last thing you want to do is read something that wouldn't, what they wouldn't be considered Canaan or something that falls out, you know, read it. If if you feel led to do so, Jeff right. has said that, you know, God hasn't led him to do so personally, but you have no negative views on those that do, but it's just That's like right. anything, you know, before you venture out of what's in that book, have a firm foundation with it because um, there's stuff out there that, will do everything they can to change your beliefs and and the moment that it sucks you away from christ is our way into heaven you know there's problems um
2: my my view my view on that is this um i have people that ask me all the time how do you know the bible's real can you prove the Bible's real have they not manipulated it can i prove it well no yeah um i don't have any data per se Um, which a lot of people go on. But let me just tell you, I've walked many miles in my life, and I've been through a lot, for lack of better words, hell in my life. And I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. And I have seen God work miracles. I have seen people cast out demons. I have seen enough to know that all I need is what's right here in my King James Version Bible that I have in front of me because everything that I have read so far, somewhere in my life a lot of this has taken place. And it's just to me, it's just give validation to this is God and this is God's way of speaking to us. And it's like I tell people all the time, if you're not reading the word of God, how do you expect God to talk to you? Now, he can. Don't get me wrong. He can speak to you in an audible voice, that's way, but he has no need to because we have the Holy Spirit now. But if you're not in the word, how's he speaking to you? Now I, Like you said, Duncan, I appreciate that. You know, I, I don't. I'm not telling anybody, look, I'm no better than anybody. I'm not better than a wino. I'm not better than than anybody else out here. Okay, I'm not, other than the fact that I'm born again, and, and I know who my Savior is. I know who my King is, and that's Christ Jesus, period. And nothing's going to change that. But if you feel like you want to read it, read it. But as you said, Duncan, my suggestion is that you better make sure you're very grounded in your your relationship yeah. with the Lord. Um, and you better believe wholeheartedly in his blood because you have to remember something. Anybody out here that thinks they're more powerful than the devil, you're an idiot. And I'm yeah. just going to throw that out there. And i can tell you why I'm throw that out there. <laughs> because I made a comment many years ago that I wasn't afraid of the devil. Well, then my wife almost died. And my son almost died. Okay. Don't don't go playing games with things that you can't control and you don't understand. It's kind of like playing with Ouija boards and black magic, all right? You think you control it, but you can't. You don't control demons. Only Jesus Christ, only the the Spirit of God can control those, all right? It's just that simple, but I believe wholeheartedly that what I have in front of me, as far as my Bible, is all that I need in the world. And, and if the other has been taken out, well, I kind of hate that I'm— not reading it, but God's never laid it on my heart and in all actuality is kind of the opposite. I did have a book that was you know on on the apocryphal and stuff and and the Lord you know as I began to read that, it's like god it's like i I just heard this voice that was saying, "Uh-uh, no, you're not doing that uh-uh. and actually, I mean this was an expensive book, and this was like uh thirty. Probably about 30 years ago, right at 30 years ago, and it was it was thirty five, forty dollars then. And I thought that thing in the trash and I never looked back.
1: Yeah. You know, um, you know, Mary says, you know, God was in control um, during the canonization. Um, You know, a lot of people, you know, agree with you. And the thing is, too, is that I am reading some of the Apocrypha, Enoch and stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. But every time I pick up, you know, if I ever start reading those things, what are the first thing I do before I pick it up and read it? pray to god you know what you saying get. discernment wisdom um you know it hasn't changed my perspective because like i said as my feet are firmly grounded in the lord's blood um that's one thing because you know they don't really refer to jesus or anything in a lot of those other books but they're still there interesting you reads you know and uh mary was i think mary used an analogy you know of having an apple and a orange or something you hiding one behind your bat does it take it away it's still there it's still the fruit you know but once again god was involved in the canonization so it's not saying don't read it, um, but you certainly want to have your feet planted firmly in that kingdom before you attempt because, you know, the moment you have any doubt whatsoever, the devil is jumping into your life, and he's going to take that little bit of doubt and try to s- spread it out as far as he possibly
2: can. No, yeah. you're absolutely right. You're opening yourself up for an attack and a deception. Um, and there again, uh, and, and you said it perfect. I'm not, If look, if you're out there and you want to read any. Reading it, what I would tell you is, like I said, be grounded. You might want to pray first and and ask the Lord, is this something that you need to do? Which we should do that with everything, to be quite honest. Before we, we're going to change a job or or we're making a decision to buy a piece of property or something, we should always be going to the Lord with anything, right, guys? I mean, that's that's scripture. Uh, you know, we should take everything to Him before we do it, kind of thing. So, you know, you know, Easter long. You know, Pepper brings up a great point too. He said there's
1: a lot of extra biblical books that we read every day. We just don't hold them in the same regard as we do with Scripture. And, and that's the thing, as we do. We, we've read a lot of things that weren't Scriptural. I can think of uh, 12 years in school and then all through college, how many books I read that had nothing to do with Scripture.
2: Um, <laughs> that's true. I mean, you know, science books, <laughs> history
1: books. and Exactly. But, you know, that's the thing is that where does your importance lie? Where does your homage, your homage lie? Where does your, um, you know, who do you serve? And that's the one thing that you can't ever forget, you know, when you walk into anything. And like I said, you know, because I'm one of those people that, that does love to read things. And I love to, you know, expand out and see if some of those answers, because, you know, like the Nephilim that they don't talk about much in scripture, like all that stuff's fascinating. Right. Um, but like you said with me, we've talked about this before, is that there's certain things that I enjoy talking about. I love the conversation, but there's mm-hmm. never a point in arguing about it. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, flat earth, global earth. These are all interesting topics. That's probably the, the big one I always jump to is because that one, for some reason, calls us arguments yeah. um, where none of us have the answers. We've got clues, you know what I'm saying? But um, like I said, is there a point of arguing about it? Absolutely not. If there's going to be anything to argue about with someone, it's going to be, is Jesus really the savior? Yes. Answer. Yeah. You yes. know,
2: <laughs> the biggest point you need to argue is when you close your eyes to death, where are you going? You know, to me that's the most important thing. And that's that's the kind of the conclusion the Lord laid on my heart one day when that's why I don't argue the Bible no more. Um, is because the only thing I'm concerned about, to be quite honest, and it's not to take away from any any word from the Bible, from the front to the back, but salvation is key. You know, what what did Paul say? Paul said he come and no one what? Christ and Christ crucified. Mm -hmm. Paul was a very educated man. He could have he could have talked to those people way above their heads. He never did. uh, He spoke simply. Exactly right. He humbled himself down so that he would gain a few. That's what he said. Okay, my words, but you know, there's no sense in arguing over. Is it interesting? Yeah. Okay. Fine. But got to be careful there too, because even that will distract you and get you away from actually going where God wants you to do. So instead of reading reading a part of Scripture where the Lord's leading you so that you're going to learn something, maybe you're going to meet somebody tomorrow and be able to share that, and God's going to intervene and use that. We get off track sometimes, and we start getting into things that we shouldn't. Next thing you know, six months later, we were, you're looking back, and you're going, you know what? I ain't, I ain't even picked my Bible up in six months. I've been busy reading this book over here. Yeah,
1: you know, you and know? if you do need the answers, Mimo's got them. <laughs> Thank you, Mimo. She goes, oh, I've got all the answers. <laughs> Who does? Memo. She was joking. She said
2: laugh out oh. loud. <laughs> <laughs> you got all the answers. I'll be giving you a call. Yeah, exactly. I'll be Some giving questions. you
1: the call.
2: <laughs> so I don't know everything, folks. I'll be the first to tell you that. But what I do know is what, what I have actually experienced. That's what I know.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so Jeff, we got about a uh, little bit over 30 minutes left. And I've got, um, you know, we're, we're going to jump over the news and I knew this was going to be a non-news night. The I moment you said, hey, I'm feeling up to coming on. Um more important things to talk about, which is scripture. And we Man, I got
2: nine months. I know. Nine months he's, that I ain't really he's been, been sitting that, down nobody. there not
1: talking and he's like, I'm just gonna be on your show straight up for the next four months just to get it all out.
2: And you're welcome <laughs> to. Let me tell you folks, God has really God has really been good to me. He's really showed me some things and and I'm where where I should be, but man, when I do get back up Duncan, you might as well just bring you a 30 ounce mug with you. Say, okay, folks, here we are. Like, I love you all. Yep. Here's It'll Jeff. Be- I'm muting myself out.
1: <laughs> no, we love here. And you, like I said, this is your home, brother. So, you know, well, not your home home. Your home's up there, but this is your like yeah. earth home. You know, you're always, always welcome here, man. We were yeah. here together from the beginning before that. And you know, like I said, the day you're like, I'm ready to come back seven days a week. I'm like, and we we shall. Um We'll get there. So I've got my topic lined up for tonight. And my topic this evening was a charity um, for others, you know, Bible verses about generosity and giving. So would you set this up for us before we get in on the reason that I picked this topic tonight is because during your downtime, you know, there is no real downtime for for Jeff. He's still in scripture and talking to people, meeting new um, religious people. And you met a pastor named Dan. Um, Would you like to just talk about him a little bit? Um, how you came in, what he does and, uh, and then talk a little bit about this raffle that they are doing. Cause like I said, they don't want anything for free. So they're actually got like handmade quilts and all kinds of stuff that they put together to put into a raffle to make a little bit of this money that they need to do God's work. But last I checked, they were up at like 800 and something bucks. So they are like just shy right now of the goal they were trying to reach. And that was in like
2: right around 24 hours. Yeah less than 48 hours so okay so we'll start this conversation off number one uh links and stuff are in Kilter Christian Brothers and the Bible on telegram if you want to go there and check it out if you want to be a part of this or whatever so as I was laying around having really bad days I uh, you know I started looking for good gospel tracks something about the blood of Jesus you know something that really brought out the actual gospel, Word for word, where you could find it, and just a simple track, nothing fancy. I didn't want anything all colored up and you know look good and thing. I I just wanted a heartfelt track. And I was doing some internet searching, and because I couldn't do anything else, I was laying on the couch and and I come across this website. I came across Brother Dan, and uh, that's actually his mission, him and his family's mission. They're that's what they kind of do. He's a, actually a preacher and uh, does a, a very well job of bringing the gospel. Um, but I started reading through some of his stuff and I thought, man, this is this is exactly what I'm wanting. You know that I got a man. Can I buy these? So I started doing some more looking, and I'll, he offers them for free. This is his. This is his part of his ministry. Him and his family, his his children actually help fold them and you know stack them and and they get them out to people. He's actually got a. One of the reasons they're looking for a new printer is so that they can up their volume because he has one one group of people or whatever in Africa that are wanting four thousand. Okay, that's a lot of tracks, folks. I mean, praise God, that is a lot of tracks. So, you know, I met Dan. Well, I didn't I found him and then I, I got his email and I emailed him. And we started chatting back and forth, and then I got his phone number and and lo and behold, we've we've become friends now. Um, actually I talked to him earlier today. Um, and they were looking for a printer, like I said, to uh, up the volume um, because the printer they have now, he has to kind of work on from time to time. And they're wanting something commercial where they can handle not just tracks, but maybe even print some books and things like that. Um, and again, the tracks that they do are absolutely free. If you reach out to him, they'll they'll get you as many as you want as quick as they can. Um, so, you know, through that whole process, we we thought we had found a printer. And this just shows you how God's worked. Um, Angie and Ryan had had one that, that really wasn't using, and uh, told told me about it. We got I got in touch with Dan, sent that information over to Dan. I'm trying to shorten this up instead of going through the whole process. But um, so through reviewing what would what was sent to him, he figured out that this type of printer was going to cost him more in ink and in upkeep. You know, and his family's kind of tight on money per se, like everybody is to be honest. And so he decided to go kind of a different and he got a hold of Angie and, and thanked her and you know, this and that and the other. Well well, good hearted Angie and Ryan. Thank God for both of you. And I'm I'm excited what God's doing in your lives. I really am. Um and if you didn't want me to call you out, I apologize, but you know, praise God, it is what it is. And uh so now they have Angie and them have put it together this raffle. Um and what we're trying to do is Angie has made some products and stuff. And if you've ever dealt with Angie, you know her stuff's good quality stuff. It's handmade. It's it's made from the heart and things like that. And they're going to raffle off several items. And again, it's in the Telegram pages. Um, and you can donate. If all you got's got is 50 cent, donate 50 cent. If you feel like God's leading you to give $200, give $200. It doesn't matter. There is no small amount. There is no big amount kind of thing. But it's going to be raffled off. And when you give, your name's going to be in a drawing. And she is going through her kindness, hand out the items that she has in her possession that she's took time to make as kind of like a reward for you just being generous, you know, and that's just how God works. And and it's just amazing how this whole thing unfolded. Here I was, I was laid up, I got in touch, I was looking for tracks. I got a hold of Dan and then Dan and got involved with them. and And now God's well on the way to giving them a printer. And I believe we'll go past what we're trying to get. Um, I really do. I think we'll. I think the Lord's going to bless us enough to, um, so go way past what we're looking for, and I hope He does. You know, all glory to God. I praise Him for doing this. Um, but that's that's just a quick, the quick version of that. And Dan is very appreciative. I talked to him tonight, and it's the last I heard. It was over eight hundred dollars in less than forty-eight hours. Yes. and just a very humble family. Um, so appreciative, and you know, just just can't believe what God's doing in their lives, you know, because they had been like a lot of us, they pray and they pray and they pray. And we, and you don't see things and you want to get discouraged, but you know, you can't get discouraged. You got to have faith. But then when God opens that door wide open, it's like, all you can do is cry and praise God. You know, you just want to drop down to your knees and, and just cry like a baby and throw your hands up and just, you know, all glory to God, praise you. Thank you. And, you know, so that's kind of what God's doing through this whole movement here. And I just want to say a heartfelt to anyone who's donated. Thank you. Yeah, that
1: happened quick. And I'm going to answer some of the questions we have. You know, John asked, uh, can we, you know, do a raffle in someone else's name? Absolutely. You can put someone's yeah. name on that raffle. Mary asked, can you do it from out of state? Absolutely. It's yeah. uh, to the state just north of me. Um, You can do these from any states. Um, you know, Mary Allen asked, where can we find this? If you go to my Kilted Christian Telegram, um, we actually have it on there. You can also find it in Brothers in a Bible as well. So there's multiple places that you can find the link to that. I mean, I think I even saw Kitty to Karen offering to help make some stuff for the raffle. Um, Fortunately, they're that's almost th- there. And then, you know, so technical deplorable ask tracks, question mark. Can you explain to people what tracks are?
2: Okay, so gospel tracks. What is a gospel track? So that's basically where you take a, You've got a little a piece of paper of some kind, some of them are just single fold, some of them are trifold, but basically, what you're doing is you're putting a message, maybe on the front of it you'll you'll put a picture of like let's just say a cross with some nails or something, and then as you open it, it walks you kind of through how who Jesus is, how he came here, how he died how he was resurrected, why you need him, explains to you why you're a sinner in the sight of God, why you need salvation, and then the salvation scripture will be in there as well. And then at the end of the track, normally you get some type of have you have you asked Christ into your heart today? Are you a child of God? Would you consider this today? At least consider. You know, those kinds of things. And it's just to it's really just a simple piece of paper that instead of having to go through the whole Bible trying to find something, you've got it all there, one, two, three, four, five, six steps. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it's a simple thing. And it's so, you know, it's it's so great because when you have these tracks, for example, like me, sometimes I'll 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 stop and just ask somebody, God lays on my heart, Hey, give one to them and I'll say, Hey, can I give you something? And I've never had nobody tell me no yet. Okay. And I just hand it to them and I say, you have a blessed day. And I walk off. Okay. But if they want to talk about it, then we'll talk about it. But understand, it's not, I've come to understand, it, and it's not me anyway. I could stand there and talk to you till you're blue in the face and I'm blue in the face. It's going to take conviction through the Holy Spirit. It's going to take God intervening yeah. before really anything. So, really, all we are is a vessel. We're the temple that God uses to communicate. Um, and then there's times where I don't say nothing. Maybe I maybe you go into a restaurant, you know, maybe you go get you breakfast at a you know, Hardy's or wherever it is you like to hang out, you know, you don't even have to give one and I just leave one on the table when you get up, throw your trash away. Then okay. the next person comes in, they sit down, they go, Hey, what is this? Yeah. you know, and they start reading it and they're like, Wow, you know, I've I've never really thought about it. Leave it that. on
1: a I counter, mean, I, leave it on a table. Even if the person that you hand it to throws it on the ground, the right yeah. person's gonna walk up and pick it up. So, I mean
2: Yeah. Well, and even at that, if they throw it down, then one day when they stand before God, if they don't get saved and and they're going to get cast out, God's going to say, hey, you remember the day that there was a piece of paper laying there and you had a perfect opportunity right then that I was going to touch your heart and you were going to be given a choice to accept my son as your Savior. And you didn't even take time. You just threw it on the floor. Yeah. Right? So,
1: (laughs) You know, Mary Allen talks about, uh, I did this with Crafty Nuts cross in my pocket. I literally was, yeah. I, I carry that little uh, pocket cross around in my pocket too. Yeah. Crafty Nut um, handed those out at the Bard's Fest. And I, I love that little, cool. you know, because I picked mine in my old uh, Citadel colors, the the um, powder blue and the white. Um, absolutely love that thing. But there's certain things that I, I do. I carry around. Uh, matter of fact, uh, um, Ed gave me a, a little wooden cross that I keep right up here. Um, anything that anybody ever gives me that, you know, especially, you know, Christ related, I keep it somewhere within my reach, um, in my bedroom, um, in my studio, like everywhere that I go the most, you know, just so I have just something around, you know, as if God there'sn't a reminder of God everywhere. But I do love these little things. You know, you can carry on in your pocket. And then when you're stressed out, you just hold on to it. You know what I'm saying? And it's just amazing I, how something like as little as that really can change your day.
2: Yeah, it can be a reminder you know yeah, exactly. and if you're interested um the website is uh, and, and again we have it posted on culture christian Brothers bible um bloodgospeltracks.com now tracks is spelled t r a c t s okay so and if you go there you can look at them too. And it gives you like the the doctrine of blood atonement the necessity of the atonement gives you scripture verses and it and it explains to you know without blood there is no remission of sin and if you go on down through his website it, you get to actually see a picture of him. His phone number—I think his phone number's there too. But you can contact him a lot of different ways. Maybe, maybe you don't want to donate through, you know, what's being done here. Maybe you just like to reach out to him and talk to him, and maybe even pray with him, and and you know, just say, "Hey, I'd like to send you a a twenty dollar gift card, and you do with it whatever you want to." If that's your call, if that's what you feel led to do, then by all means. You need to do it. You need to be obedient to God. That's not for me to say or anyone else, but you can actually watch a video of him preaching about the blood of Jesus on there too. So I encourage everyone check that out. I think, I think you'll really like what you see and what you read. Um, it's a very to the point message and it's one of the best. I'm telling you it's, it's spot on and I agree with a hundred percent. Yeah, exactly.
1: You know, it's funny. Um, Nick, I, I was, my, my little pocket crosses and I'll show you these Jeff that, uh, that crafting not need. Um, my puppy tried to get one and I had to explain to my puppy this is not the way that you fill yourself with the Holy Spirit. Right. <laughs> You've got to right. listen to us and pray. It's not as simple as eating a pocket cross.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah, you don't want to do that. It wouldn't that wouldn't feel good on tell the end?
1: No, but <laughs> the thing is, is she'd be giving back more enlightenment than most of the people in this country. Probably. <laughs> I'm sorry, that Probably. was
2: that was that was you bad. know, but <laughs> brother Dan is just uh You know, I've got to know him. He's a very humble man, and he's all about, yeah, he'll even tell you, you know, part of his, and I'm not going to tell everything that he's told me, but part of his testimony is he was actually preaching as a lost preacher. And I know somebody out there right now is going, dude, what? Yeah, I hate to tell you folks, but there's a lot, if you don't know it, there's a lot of people out there that are preaching that are lost. Uh, I'm sorry to say that. And you're saying, well, how can they be preaching? Well, because they went to school and learned how to write. Okay. Preaching should come from conviction of the Holy Spirit. should come through the Word of the Holy Spirit. It should all be God-directed. You know, you don't have to be the greatest person to go to school and get good grades and go to Bible colleges, and I'm not saying God, if God leads you that way, you should. That's what I want to do, um, but it should come, come from learning the Word of God and prayer and, you know, the Holy Spirit, number one, leading you to say what needs to be said. Yes, Exactly. You know, and it, it's something too. Is simple, you know,
1: do is a great example. Um, attract attract is what saved him. You know what I'm saying? Awesome. So, so like I said, I, I said it before is that when you do things for God, there, there are no big and little things. God doesn't go, man, Joseph, you did a big thing for me. He doesn't look at anything in the scale of like big or little, like anything that you do to serve God is huge period. And that's, it, that's correct. You know, we may look at something as, well, all I did was, you know, hand somebody a piece of paper with some gospel on it. But, but is that all you did? You know what I'm saying? Like you didn't, you, you may physically have just done that, but what you have done in reality is you gave someone an opportunity at finding salvation. You know what I'm saying? So that's right. it's a big thing. There are no little things when serving God. A simple conversation
2: we, is a big thing. What are we here. supposed to be doing? Go into the whole world and what? spread the gospel from nation to nation okay so there's mission number one if you're you're a born again child of god i got news you should be doing that every day period you know and we're all guilty of it i don't i don't have an opportunity every day to do it you know but i do as much as led i'm led to do yeah it it doesn't matter where i'm at i'll I'll talk to anybody even some i've had sometimes where in my flesh, I was like, I'm not talking that dude, that, that joker might jack me up, man, I ain't, they ain't going over there. But then when you go over and talk to them, you find out that they already believe and you have a great conversation. You know, you have fellowship, yeah. but it's our mission to spread the gospel. That's what we were told to do. It wasn't ask, Hey, if y'all would, when I leave the earth, how about go around and tell people about what I did for them? No, that's not how it is. Go into the whole world and preach the gospel, tell the good news exactly that's a commandment that's not a that's not a would you please that was a commandment
1: yeah and that's the great thing is that you know even on the days where don't get out you know i still have this platform right here to just to come in and talk about it you know and it never stops that's a great thing about you know doing the publications is that anybody can go back and watch anything and (laughs) and hopefully you know and i believe this wholeheartedly is that god leads people it's like you know, because out of the 500 plus episodes we've done, I know that God's like, you need to watch number 54. And I don't even know what 54 is. So I got to go check
2: that when I'm done to see, because it <laughs> hopefully it's one of the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> no telling, to be quite honest. You know, but yeah, back on, you know, the Raph 1 stuff, you know, that that was all God doing it to God be the glory and all of that. And he's going to get all the praise from it. Angie and Ryan are going to make sure this family gets every dime. They're not keeping a dime. No. She's actually, and Angie, again, forgive me if I'm saying something I shouldn't, but they're actually going to take it upon themselves to make sure if they have to pay to have these things shipped to whoever wins them, they're going to pay for that out of their pocket. So make no mistakes; every dime is going to the family. Doesn't matter if the Lord gives you know four thousand dollars when what we're trying for a goal of a thousand dollars for this good, you know computer or a printer that they're looking at is commercial type printer that they think will do the job that they want to do. It doesn't matter what, whatever amount of money is all going to them. So it's not like anybody's keeping 10% or 2% or 20% or whatever. Um, you know, and we do, we've already had people to answer that one, but we've already had one person that I know personally that donated and didn't want their name mentioned. Yeah.
1: So, so have, that's cool. People are asking you is, is Venmo
2: a possibility or is it, is it
1: only PayPal?
2: That's something they would have to get a hold of Angie, or okay. I can ask Angie about it. I don't know if she, her, or Ryan are in the chat. Yeah. Um, not sure, but um, yeah. what I do know is is going through what we've posted on our platforms. You can get a hold of her that way, um, and you should. She should be able to answer any question you have. Now, I do know PayPal is what's being done. I know a lot of people don't like PayPal. I don't like PayPal, but let's be honest. In this situation if it's helping it's, a family to god be the glory it, amen
1: exactly and the thing is though is that what are they taking with this donation and this raffle which like i said that's a great thing is that god has people stepping up you know amen. To, to help these people and it just and it's it's good for your soul as well you know just being that's able right. to do something to help someone especially when they're utilizing your services to serve god and that's what this is all about and you know it's just about getting more quantity so they can shift these tracks out they could simply just send you a a digital copy of one of their tracks, but instead they send you the real thing, you know, so that you can literally walk out and about and hand these things out to people. Um, It's the job to do. It's like what you you said, it's what we were called
2: to do. And the good thing is too, maybe, maybe you're, maybe you're a new Christian and you don't know, you don't feel like you know enough scripture to talk to someone. Maybe, maybe you kind of feel shy about it or you just, I don't know enough. I would just mess it up. Well, guess what? If you hand them this, just say, Hey, can I give you something and hand them a track? You don't have to talk to them at all. You just give them the message and you never even have to open your mouth. Now, don't take that as a crutch. You need to, you need to get in the word of God and and better yourself with the word of God for, for your sake. Um, But it just takes some of that, that tension, that stress off of you. Maybe you're not fluent with God's word and things like that. Now you don't have to do anything. You you don't even have to speak. Nobody just leave it on a table and walk out
1: the door. See, and that's a great thing. So for, for, the shy folks out there, you know, there's still ways to get that word across. God didn't say how to spread gospel. He just asked you to do it, you know, and and yeah. that's one thing. And I, I'm not going to lie, guys, um, I would do the same thing that I did. I am a poor man who is very good at being a poor man. Um, <laughs> back when I used to do advertising for different companies and stuff that I worked, I found one of the most effective ways to advertise. And people laugh when I say this is to purchase an inexpensive ticket to any pro or college sports games go to the bathrooms and tape stuff inside of the stalls inside Stop. the restroom and in front of the urinals because when you're going to the bathroom you it. you read um yes so it sounds silly but look you i can tell you what's on the back of my shampoo bottles you know what i'm saying like we <laughs> We we go to the doctor. We read everything on their walls. We don't care what we're reading. We just do it. It's it's called a captive
2: um, a captive audience. Um, praise God, that is good. And you're right. I mean, you're 100 percent right. What man don't you know? If you're going somewhere, you're taking your well. Nowadays, you take your phone. But used to it be a magazine or, you know, the newspaper, whatever. Shampoo. Bottle, I Guess whatever your fancy is. But you're absolutely right. So if if somebody's in a stall somewhere and they see that thing hanging there. What Do you think they're going to do? Do you think they're just going to leave it there and they're going to pull it down and at least look at it, even if they wad it up and throw it down on the floor? Yeah, you know, that's brilliant. No, I that's love it.
1: that's the, see, that's the thing is, like you said, you know, think, it. it's thinking out of the box, and uh, yes, <laughs> and, and I realized this real quick because I used to, like I said, I worked for some haunted houses and stuff that I built, and I, and I told them about my, my advertising method, and they were like, Well, we'll give it a shot. So they give or, me 25 it. bucks for a Texas, um, you know, longhorn football game, I would just go around and front of every urinal, in front of every bathroom. And and we had a way that we could, you know, do a URL. So where they could, or a, a QR code, so they could figure out exactly where certain flyers would go to figure out what the best form of advertising. And it was always that they were like, my goodness, we got a lot of tags. And I'm like, because people That's need awesome. to read <laughs> it's captive. That's yeah. Captive audience. So let me read a couple little things. I know you love getting to the scripture.
2: Yeah, if you would read 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6 and 7. Well, let me get that set first. I got other ones that I have set. (laughs) I've got it. I'll read it when you get done.
1: So, you know, Bible verses within Scripture, and it's talked about, you know, giving charities and so forth. You know, so as Christians, it's clear throughout its pages that we're called to give generously. So even in the book of Exodus in chapter 35, we see the Israelites are generously giving the materials and the time to build tabernacles. So, if any of those people decided to withhold the materials they owned or the skills they had the tabernacle would not have come together so we move forward um, within scripture and we'll go to malachi um 3 10 through 12 and it says giving is the one thing god tells us to test him in in the new testament of god himself gave his holy son because he loves us so much and that son died on the cross for us, So it sets a model that generosity in God's people should be sacrificial. Here's a small sampling of some of the things the Bible actually discusses regarding um, giving generosity and so forth. So what verses talk about giving in particular? So one of these is uh, 1 John three sixteen through 18. This yep. is how we know that the love of what love is, is that Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. We um we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and our sisters. So if anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or a sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? So, dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with the actions, the truth, and the fruits that we bear. Acts 20.35 says, And everything I did, I showed you, that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak. Remembering the words that Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive.
2: That's right.
1: Um, you know, and it's mentioned over, we've got uh, Luke eleven thirteen. If you then, through you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Um, Matthew six nineteen through 21, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermins do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is there. Your heart will be also yeah. um, Malachi 3, uh, 10 through 12. Um, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops, and the vines in your field will not drop their fruit before it is ripe, says the Lord Almighty. Then all the nations can, um, will call you blessed. For yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord Almighty. Um, Go to uh, Hebrews 13, 16. And do not forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifice, God is pleased. Matthew 10, 8. Freely you have received, freely you give. Acts 20, 32 through 35. um, Now I commit you to God and to the word of his grace which can build you and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. I have not coveted anyone's silver or gold or clothing. You yourselves know that these hands of mine have supplied my own needs and my needs of my companions. If everything I did I showed you by his kind of hard work, we must help the weak. Remembering the words that the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. I could literally go on um, for a long time talking about all the different things that mentioned specifically about giving charity, doing on to others, being um, selfless over selfish, um, you know, it's a Bible verse about how to give generously. So I mean, it even covers not only the importance of giving, but it tells you how to give generously. So um, I've got a couple lined up and then I'll let you read your scripture. So Luke 21, 1 through 4, as Jesus looked up, he saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow in two very small copper coins. And I mentioned this the other day because you and I had a conversation about this, which is why I had to throw the this mites. one in here. Exactly, yeah, the, 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 the mites. Um, so he also saw the poor widow put in two very small copper coins. Truly, I tell you, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all the others all these people gave their gifts out of their wealth but she gave out of her poverty and put all she had to live on as far as that that gift you know so it's not the amount you know because like i said is ten thousand dollars is worth a whole lot less to a billionaire than five dollars is to someone who lives paycheck to paycheck so it it doesn't come down to the amount of the gift you give it comes down to like what are you willing to sacrifice? And, and let me explain exactly what sacrifice means. Sacrifice isn't a billionaire giving you $10,000. Sacrifice is the woman that makes $300 a week, giving you that $5 that she absolutely needed to feed her children because she trusts that God will take care of what she needs. That is sacrifice. Um, you know, so a lot of people are like, well, I gave more. Oh, did you? you know what i'm saying because like this this and i love this one because you and i had a great conversation about this and i actually talked about this on the show was this poor widow who literally gave everything that she had which is a whole lot more cuz like i said what is $10,000 to a billionaire it's pocket change but this $5 to this woman could have been shoes for their kids a shirt um food uh, you know uh, grain for her her mule or her sheep like any number of things um but like i said is It's that faith and the trust in God that made her gift more valuable than the rest of, because she gave everything she had. And she was being obedient. Exactly. She was being obedient. So Luke 19.8 says, uh, but Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, um, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Um, Matthew 6, 1 through 4, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you that you receive their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let the left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may not be in secret, then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And, Amen. and I find that one, you know, because I we've discussed this one before, I think you and I have had this discussion. Okay, do I enjoy seeing videos on social media about people that are going out and doing good things for people? Well, it makes me feel good. You know, it makes me feel good that people are out there doing it, but at the same time, I'm torn because they want everybody to know what they're out there doing. So, so part of me is like, you know, leading by example, they're showing people, Hey, this is what it does to, to help other people and to feel good, follow our lead, go out and give. But at the same time, you know, and I I know a lot of people um, that would do this, you know, where I'm one of those people that if I see a homeless man sleeping on the side of the road and I'm like, okay, well, they obviously haven't eaten in a while. I'm going to sneak that $5 bill into their pocket. While they're sleeping, knowing that when they wake up and they're rummaging in their pocket, they're going to come across and be like, whoa, where did this come from? came from God. But I also know other people that are literally making, looking around to see if anybody's looking at it because they need that audience in order to feel good that other people know that they're doing good things. And it only matters is the father knows, period. You yeah. know, you doing sure. a good deed isn't about, and I love the way that they described it in this particular one is, uh you know, you don't need to go out with a trumpet fanfare, you know, do not announce with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets. And that was even pointed out within scripture about how, you know, the, the Sadducees and the Pharisees walked around talking a big deal about all that they do for people. And, you know, Jesus is kind of questioned, like, what do you really do? You know? Um, and and I, I go back to what was it? The, was it the um, Pharisees and the uh, tax collectors? You know what I'm saying? Where one um, admitted to sin with humbleness, and the other one was like thinking that he's better than other people. So who did God recognize in that situation? They they recognized the one that most people would have frowned upon, which would have been the tax collector, because at least they were humble enough to admit that they were sinners in front of God.
2: Yeah, that was actually Matthew, by the way. Uh, Matthew.
1: Yeah, it was Matthew,
2: wasn't it? Yeah, Yeah, it was Matthew, because he was the tax collector when— well, long story, but anyhow, yeah, it was him. He was beating his chest. He wouldn't even look up to heaven. and Said, "Oh Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner." You know. So you're right.
1: Well, if you want to read your scripture, if you have that up, um, and then we will go into our our
2: prayer to end this evening. Okay. Yeah. Um. You know, we're gonna go second Second Corinthians chapter nine verse six and seven. I actually posted this. Kind of funny because I posted this in and the brothers in the Bible, and you did a show tonight on, on this kind of thing. It, no coincidences, so no. I'm just beyond the whole coincidence. Joe, no, I, I just go, okay, yeah. thank you, God. So, <laughs> but here's where we're going to start off in verse six, but this, I say, he, which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he, which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man, according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Now, again, that's second Corinthians chapter nine, verse six, and seven. Read that. Read that over the next couple of days and really meditate on on that, and ask the Lord to really show you and lay on your heart because god loves for you to give because you want to give because he's laid it on your heart to give not out of necessity not because it makes you look good or necessarily feel good obviously we feel good when we help people there's nothing wrong with that um but he's also telling you that if you you give sparingly you're going to get sparingly that's the part that really gets my attention because i don't want to get spare you know sparingly I want the Lord to bless me with all that he will bless me with. So I'm going to give as much as I can give. And I can tell you this, if he lays it on my heart, you're going to get it anyway. Yeah, exactly. You
1: know, so could you um, repeat for Tammy real quick? The scripture you just read out was second Corinthians.
2: Second Corinthians chapter nine verses six and seven. Now, of course I read King James. So if you're reading some other translation, it may read a little different there, but,
1: well, it was, it was beautiful. And like I said, it was well lined up. God knows what he's doing. And like I said, is, you, you know, when you said earlier, you know, I'm feeling up to come on the show. Um, I basically had a small game plan right here, you know, talking about charity because, you know, this other thing, but like I said, is everything fits really well together. And I didn't even have to go any news tonight. It was awesome.
2: Yeah. Well, it'll, it'll be here yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> what better what better news is there than what we talked about? And that's Christ Jesus and and how to be born again. And, you know, and all the wonderful things God does for us, you know, and, and don't get me wrong, folks, you know, God is a, all loving God and merciful God, but he's also a jealous God. He's also a wrathful God. Never forget that. If you're going to learn a person, you have to know everything about them. And to do that, you got to get into his word. As you hear me say on here time and time again, I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to myself as well. Exactly.
1: We're, we're all in. Like I said, we, we've all got a long ways to go. We're all works in prog- Progress. Jesus wouldn't have had to die on that cross if it wasn't for the fact that we're all messed up. The great thing about being a Christian, one of the best things about being a Christian, other than the salvation, that relationship with God, is that we check ourselves now. You know what I'm saying? We still make mistakes, but we recognize those. We're at one point in our life. We would have gone through the whole day and not recognize we did anything wrong.
2: That's correct. And that's a good thing that you feel sometimes you feel bad because you did something. That's conviction that that helps you to get where God wants you to, because. If, if you're still lost out there, you don't even realize what you're doing is wrong. Okay? Yeah. You, you just, I've been there. You don't. You don't you don't realize when you're out here fighting and cussing and having sex with every girl you can get your hands on and, you know, getting drunk every night of the week and things like that. You, you don't understand you're doing wrong in the sight of God. But when God comes knocking, when Jesus stands at that door and knocks and says, hey, I got something I got to share with you, you're going to know. And, and listen to me, if you're out there and you, you, you experience this, when you feel that knock and you feel, and you, you totally understand that I'm a sinner. I'm on my way to hell because I've never accepted Jesus as my savior. Don't you hesitate. You run to him just as hard as you can run, crawl to him, whatever, whatever it is, you've got to do, you do it. Don't wait because you're not promised tomorrow. Nope.
1: And I'm grateful that god never gets tired of the words father i'm sorry <laughs> otherwise yes. i'd be doomed
2: <laughs> Mine is, lord forgive me
1: <laughs> he's like how many times a day you gotta say that you know what i'm saying it's he's
2: like, like dang boy yeah. you ain't learned nothing you I'm yet. I'm like strong, well father boy.
1: i will say it until i don't have to say it any longer
2: yeah you know that's the great thing our, our god does love us enough that he knows that we're going to stumble and we're going to fall um you know to me that is just that's just so awesome that You're talking about the creator. You're you're talking about God says he can hold the stars in his right hand. And he's created everything. And yet he loves you, not just me, not everybody listening, but you. And you as an individual sitting out there right now, he loves you. He did this for you, not just everybody, but for you. He saw, can you really grasp what I'm telling you? He looked down and saw you and said, I've got to do something. I love that person so much. I'm I'm going to do this. Can you grasp that tonight? Can you understand mm-hmm. what I'm telling you? He loved you. Exactly. And those None. of you
1: listening to this show after publication, yep. love y'all too. Y'all. I I'm going to do it in southern the southern way. He
2: loved y'all. <laughs> he died for everyone, but in the same aspect, he died for you. Exactly. If there was nobody else on the planet, he would have died for you. Yep. Amen. That's just, man, if that don't touch your heart, you you might need to do some checking up on your knees. I don't know. I mean, that that's about to bring me to tears, just him laying that on me right now. Um, that's just praise God. He is he's just so and I mean this, he is so wonderful. Even though I'm struggling and I'm I feel like my head right now feels like I've drunk about a twelve pack of beer um, oh, yeah. just by sitting here this long. But I'm on you know what, praise God. Thank you, Father, that I I woke up today. You've blessed me with